Are you looking for an athletic scholarship? You're in the right place. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, the longest running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. We're here to help your family navigate the recruiting road all the way to an athletic scholarship. He's a recruiting expert and a dad of a D1 athlete and a newly committed high school athlete that just received an athletic scholarship. He's got a wealth of experience to share. Here's Recruit Me CEO, Brent Hanks. Welcome to episode 284 of the Athletic Scholarship Podcast. We are in the middle of the 10 myths about athletic scholarships. Myth number one is, if my child is good enough, the college coaches will find him or her. Myth number two is, if I'm talented, the coach can get me into school despite my poor grades. Myth number three is, I can trust everything the coaches say and promise during the recruiting process. Myth number four from last week was, I can wait until my senior year to look for an athletic scholarship. Please go back and listen to the past four episodes or share them with another high school student athlete or family in the recruiting process. Now, this week, I cover myth number five. Most athletic scholarships are full rides. The truth about this myth from the Recruit Me 3.0 system manual says that the truth is just the opposite. Other than football and basketball, it is very rare for a student athlete to be offered a full athletic scholarship at any school. Coaches have limited scholarships as regulated by the NCAA. They try to stretch their scholarship money just as you try to stretch your education dollars. Your child will likely be offered room and board, tuition, or books, or some combination of these. Be prepared to pay some money at any school where you are offered a scholarship. It will likely only be a partial scholarship. But don't overlook additional financial aid that you may qualify for in the form of academic scholarships or grants. When you're making the tough decision as to which school to choose, consider the whole package, not just the athletic scholarship component. I find that most recruits and their families think their sport will pay for all the lessons, travel, and the equipment over the years. This is rare. Possible, but rare. Back in episodes 216 and 217, I covered scholarship information. Most athletes dream of getting that full-ride athletic scholarship putting on that hat for Alabama or North Carolina or Connecticut at the National Letter of Intent signing. I, unfortunately, have to bust the bubble and tell and show recruits the numbers and the facts about full-ride scholarships. Let's dig into scholarship numbers and how rare full-ride scholarships are, but also that there are still a large number of ways to get your college education paid for and play your sport in college. Many of the people I talk to about recruiting don't know or really understand how the athletic scholarship process works. Many don't know about all the levels of athletic play in college and that each level is regulated by scholarship rules and regulations and limitations. Most only know about the TV and media dominating NCAA Division I level. Everyone knows the Florida Gators, the Arizona Wildcats, or the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. But there are actually three levels under the NCAA umbrella. There is NCAA Division I, Division II, and Division III levels of play. I will touch on all of these NCAA levels and the other levels of collegiate play too. Other levels of play are the NAIA level, the NCCAA level, and the JUCO or junior college levels. Going back to the NCAA Division I level, there are actually two levels of football within the Division I schools. Football in Division I has the FBS, Football Bowl Subdivision and the FCS, Football Championship Subdivision. 
The FBS has the bowl games and gets the most attention and gets more scholarships than the FCS, which has a championship bracketed tournament at the end of the season. Here is the information from the NCAA Guide for College-Bound Student-Athletes 2021-2022 that is found on the NCAA.org website. Division I schools may provide tuition and fees, room and board, books, and other expenses related to the attendance of that school. NCAA Division II full scholarships cover tuition and fees, room and board, and course-related books and supplies. Most student-athletes who receive athletic scholarships receive an amount covering a portion of these costs. This is a sneaky sentence. It says most student-athletes. I'll get into the number of scholarships on NCAA Division I and Division IIs in a minute. The Division III level of the NCAA provides zero athletic scholarships for any sport and any school. According to a chart in the NCAA guide, 57% of Division I athletes receive any athletics aid, 60% of Division II athletes receive athletics aid, and 80% of NCAA Division III receive non-athletic aid. According to athleticscholarships.net, there are two types of athletic scholarships in NCAA Division I. A headcount athletic scholarship sport is one that the athlete is guaranteed a full-ride scholarship, and that sport can give no more scholarships than the set limit. The only headcount sports in the NCAA are Division I football in the FBS subdivision only, Division I men's basketball, and Division I women's basketball. Then, Division I women's tennis teams, women's gymnastics, and women's volleyball. The Division I FBS football gets 85 scholarships. Division I men's basketball gets 13 scholarships. And Division I women's basketball gets 15 scholarships. Division I women's tennis gets 8 scholarships. And Division I women's gymnastics get 12 headcount scholarships. And Division I women's volleyball gets 12 scholarships. These scholarships are the only guaranteed full-ride scholarships. That's 145 headcount scholarships per Division I school. Also, you have to remember those are schools with the FBS football affiliation. And also remember that not all schools carry all these sports. Non-FBS, FCS, NCAA Division I colleges do not have the guaranteed 85 football scholarships. They have 63 equivalency sports scholarships. So, NCAA Division I, FCS schools, that's the championship schools, have up to 60 full-ride scholarships to give if they have all these headcount sports. My local Division I college and alma mater, Missouri State University in Springfield, Missouri, is an FCS Division I school, but it doesn't have women's gymnastics, so they only give men's and women's basketball, women's tennis, and women's volleyball headcount scholarships, or 48 full-ride scholarships. The rest of the sports are equivalency sports. Equivalency means awards or scholarships can be split into partial scholarships in any proportion up to the maximum allowed. The example used on scholarshipstats.com is an NCAA Division I school could award 24 softball players each half an equivalent scholarship and not exceed the limit of 12 allowed per the NCAA per team. Full-ride scholarships on equivalency sports are relatively rare. If you go to scholarshipstats.com, you will see a chart that has all the men's and women's varsity sports listed and how many scholarships per team are allowed. An example is baseball. College baseball shows NCAA Division I gets 11.7 maximum scholarships. 
NCAA Division II gets nine maximum scholarships, and NCAA Division III gets zero athletic scholarships for any sport. The NAIA level gets 12 baseball athletic scholarships, and the NJCAA level or JUCO level gets 24 scholarships. Baseball teams in the college ranks can have between 25 to 50 players on a team. Under normal circumstances, no COVID, an NCAA Division I team can travel 35 players. Sometimes, like my son's college at Northwestern, schools internally will limit their team's numbers. Parker's Wildcats usually carry between 27 and 28 players total. Herein lies some questions that you can ask a coach at any level and any sport. How many players will be practicing? How many players will be on the roster? And how many players will be on the travel squad? Because of Title IX and because of football providing a large number of men's athletic scholarships and the number of players, men's and women's equivalency scholarship maxes are not the same. Division I men's soccer is 9.9 scholarships. Division II is 9, and Division III is 0. NAIA soccer is 12, and JUCO soccer is 24 for men's soccer. NCAA Division I women's soccer is 14. Division II is 9.9. Division III again is 0. NAIA is 12, and the JUCO ranks in women's soccer is 24. Those are the max equivalency sports scholarships in soccer. Remember, too, not every school has to meet the maximum number of scholarships. A school or a conference may limit the number of scholarships at their level. The National Military Academies and the Ivy League schools do not give athletic scholarships, for example. So there are many opportunities in the NCAA Division I to get an athletic scholarship. But the common thought, or the myth, is that if you play NCAA Division I, then you automatically get a full ride. There are full-ride scholarships, but only in certain D1 sports. The majority of NCAA Division I sports have the equivalency scholarships. They have fewer scholarships than the number of players on the team. NCAA Division I recognized varsity sports are men's headcount varsity sports, basketball, and FBS football. And then the equivalency sports of men's Division I are baseball, bowling, cross-country, fencing, FCS football, golf, gymnastics, ice hockey, lacrosse, co-ed rifle, skiing, soccer, swimming and diving, tennis, track and field, volleyball, water polo, and wrestling. The headcount varsity sports in the NCAA for women are basketball, gymnastics, tennis, and volleyball. Then the women's equivalency sports are beach volleyball, bowling, cross-country, equestrian, fencing, field hockey, golf, ice hockey, lacrosse, rowing, rugby, skiing, soccer, softball, swimming and diving, track and field, triathlon, and water polo. Those are a lot of sports and a lot of spots to fill on rosters. Did you know about all of these sports? Also, did you notice that there's a difference between varsity sports for men and women? There are many other sports other than the head count or full ride sports that enable you to get a partial athletic scholarship. A partial athletic scholarship can help you pay for some of your college education. These scholarship opportunities are expanded into the NCAA Division II and the NAI levels and also the JUCO level. JUCO scholarship levels are considered as head count sports. The JUCO ranks have their own levels of scholarship rules written within the JUCO level. The junior college level has Division I, Division II, and Division III level, and each school can make a choice on what level they want to participate. A JUCO that I know has determined themselves to be a Division I level at baseball, 
and a Division II JUCO level at all other sports. This JUCO does not have football. Listen to episode 217 to hear more about all the levels of junior colleges. Junior college level information is at the 7 minute 50 second time on this episode. So only a few NCAA Division I sports give guaranteed full-ride scholarships, and some JUCOs can give full-ride scholarships. Most Division I sports and other levels, NAIA and NCAA Division II, can give a full-ride scholarship, but really can't afford to do this because they need to give partial scholarships to attract enough players to fill their rosters and compete at a winning level. NCAA Division II and NAIA sports are all equivalency sports and all have a limited number of athletic scholarships for each sport to give. These levels usually have a smaller amount of regulated scholarships. NCAA Division II men's basketball are limited to 10 scholarships. NAIA men's basketball has two divisions. There was talk about merging basketball into one division, but I believe COVID has stalled that. So NAIA Division I men's basketball gets 11 scholarships, and NAIA men's basketball Division II gives 7 scholarships and the JUCO men's basketball gets 15 scholarships. A resource that I use, collegecoachesonline.com, is a great way to see how many colleges have some of these sports. You can get a one-month subscription for only $19.95 or a full-year subscription for $59.95. Click on the order CD and fill out some information and put the promo code RM123 if you subscribe. When I use College Coaches Online, I can put in a sport, let's put in field hockey, and the level of play, like NCAA Division I, and I click on Find Colleges, and it will list all 74 NCAA Division I field hockey colleges. I can go back and put in just the Midwest region and find out that there are 12 colleges that have NCAA Division I field hockey in the 11 Midwestern states. By the way, Parker's College, Northwestern won the 2021 NCAA Division I Field Hockey Championship this year. Way to go, Wildcats. You can also see that NCAA Division II has 30 field hockey colleges. Division III has 155 colleges that have field hockey teams. And NAIA has one field hockey team in Canada. Did you know that 25 colleges have NCAA Division I men's volleyball? There are 10 teams in NCAA Division II. 58 NCAA Division III teams, 29 NAIA teams, and 15 JUCO men's volleyball teams. But in men's volleyball, only Division I and Division II give partial scholarships for men's volleyball at 4.5 scholarships per school at each level. In conclusion, on myth number five, I just wanted you to know that a full-ride athletic scholarship is possible, but I want you to know how few there really are and how prestigious they are. I want you to know that NCAA Division I is not an automatic full-ride scholarship and that partial athletic scholarships paired with your athletic scholarships are more possible and more common. Do your research and look at all the levels of play and how many sports and scholarships are available. Now, let's go get you a scholarship. Last week's episode, episode 283, covered the communication page and the scouting report pages of the Athletic Scholarship 24-Month Planner and Journal. You can get the 24-Month Planner and Journal on Amazon or by contacting me at brent at recruit-me.com. The 24-Month Planner and Journal is only $20. Shoot, 300 pages of plain paper is almost $20. The last of the record-keeping section has pages for campus visit notes. There are 18 pages to record your campus visits, either unofficial or official visits. 
The top part of the page is set up to be filled out before the visit. There is a line to record the school or the college name, the coach or the coaches, the admissions contact, the date of the visit, and the appointment time. Also, the appointment locations, the address of the school, and the campus building names. The bottom two-thirds of the campus visit page has lines for visit notes. Note your impressions, what you did, the best points of the visit, and the worst points of the visit. You can write notes like these examples. The admissions staff was very helpful. They explained admissions deadlines and how to apply. And you can write, the campus didn't feel right. Not sure why, people weren't very friendly. Also, you can note, Coach Williams was great. He is already looking at another kid for my position. He will know in two weeks. We didn't talk about money. Then, the very bottom of the campus visit page has a place to set follow-up actions to be taken. You can write stuff like, check back with Coach on August 10th. Read through class descriptions in my major. And talk to the coach about money after we talk on August 10th. A great time to record your campus visit notes is on the way home from the visit. Two of the last pages of the 24-month planner and journal have charts to compare school report cards. Making your final school choice can be difficult. If you create a report card on each school, then your decision can be made easier. These last pages let you compare your school report cards side by side. You can compare the net cost after all financial aid, the athletic scholarship offer, the athletic quality, the academic match, the quality of the program, the coaching staff, the coach's interest in you, your potential for improvement, your potential to start in one to two years, and then your overall impression. You can also add categories that are important to you, like the school size or your degree type. You can rank and see all the A's, the B's, and the C's side by side to help with your decision. So go to recruit-me.com backslash tools to see more about this helpful recruiting tool, the Athletic Scholarship 24-Month Planner and Journal. Start the year off right by purchasing the 24-Month Planner and Journal on Amazon or by contacting me at brent at recruit-me.com. Thank you for tuning in this week. And like or subscribe the Athletic Scholarship Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Share this episode or any past episodes with a friend or a teammate. Join me next week for 15 minutes that will change your athletic scholarship future.